Hello and welcome to Engagement Express, the podcast series for HR engagement and internal communication professionals designed to give you tips and tricks on how to increase engagement in your organisation. Welcome to episode 37 and the first of 2022. My name's Katie Siche and I'm a global internal communications and collaboration consultant who's worked for over 20 years with many well-known global brands to support their colleague engagement strategies. Join me every fortnight to hear more about the things you should be reviewing and doing regularly to increase engagement. Introducing a four-episode partnership with Blink, the app designed to create trust between frontline workers and executive teams in real time. Now, episodes 35 to 39 of Engagement Express will be sponsored by Blink. Disconnection is real during the era of remote working. Despite the recent push to return to the office, it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Blink offers a way to combat the isolation via a collaboration app that offers a group chat, organization newsfeed, and an intuitive way to share documents and links, and a hub for policies and digital forms. Find out more by visiting www.joinblink.com to start to better engaging your remote workers. We now live in a world that thankfully has a greater understanding of neurodiversity, the many different conditions that shape the way humans think, experience the world and consequently behave. It is now widely acknowledged that people are very different in the way they learn, understand and interpret the world. From dyslexia to dyscalculia, ASD to ADHD and ADD and many more I've not mentioned. I reel them off as though they're all connected and some of them are, but each condition has its own unique symptoms. Even when you have two people with the same condition, they can present very differently. There's no such thing as an autistic person. Each autistic person has their own unique behaviours, influenced by personality, culture, upbringing and so on. In organisations, the employee base will consist of a wide range of neurotypes. I'm not so sure about the term neurotypical, a kind of catch-all description of anyone who does not fall into the aforementioned categories. I suppose I could be described as neurotypical in that I interact with the world in a way that most others do. But even within this neurotypical population, there will be many differences. So how do internal communication professionals cater for neurodiverse employees? It's estimated that approximately one in seven people are neurodivergent, at least in the UK. But there are many more people who are not aware that they are neurodiverse. This statistic will likely be reflected in your employees. This will affect many aspects of their employee experience, from how they build an understanding of the culture and values to how they interpret it. I say it a lot, but in no instance is this saying more apt. One size definitely does not fit all. This is where addressing the needs of your audience, which will surely include some neurodivergent types, becomes crucial. The first element to address is the variety and choice. What channels are available to employees and how accessible are they? 
Are all your communications sent in the same format and in the same way? Do you use a mixture of audio, video, text, imagery? Do you push communication out or do you employ interactive channels that encourage feedback? Even as a neurotypical, I enjoy receiving communication in different ways. I don't always want to read articles. Sometimes I favour graphical depictions of data, images, text, video, audio, or a combination of all of them. Even if you focus on pure text, we can share that via email, intranet pages, documents, white papers, and so on. It could be that someone who is not comfortable with online communication via a web platform might still like to receive the communication in a different way. I love to employ a wide spectrum of personalities and in internal communications. It doesn't always have to be the usual suspects. The more diverse the range of faces, voices, style and tone of delivery, the better for delivering communication that will resonate with a huge percentage of employees. Whilst it's tricky for some employees to self-identify as neurodiverse, the talent acquisition team and hiring process can help tease out preferences. What else can organisations do to ensure employees can access information? They can create a culture that promotes transparency and builds spaces for people to be who they want to be when at work. I don't necessarily buy into the philosophy that everyone should be encouraged to bring their whole selves to work. Everyone has parts of themselves that they would rather reserve for others or just for their eyes only. How many times have we as internal communication professionals spent many hours, days, weeks or even months on communication planning, campaigns and materials only to see that the messages have not landed as well as anticipated or not landed at all. Know your audience is my go-to mantra, just as vital with the internal audience as the external. Even if the hard facts and the data isn't there, one can certainly assume that a sizable chunk of your employees will need communication that presents information in different ways and in varying degrees of detail. The process of creating content that presents data in different ways needn't be time-consuming. I'm a fan of repurposing content. It's much easier than you might think. If you have long-form content on, say, for example, the annual company or organisation report, there will be chapters or segments of that content that lend themselves to reinforcing and amplifying your short and long-term goals as well as the pillars that will help the organisation to achieve them. What's important when communicating with a neurodiverse audience will be very similar to what's important to the general audience. The same principles apply. Ensure you provide a good amount of communication channels or mediums to disseminate information. Give your people different ways to provide feedback or ask further questions. Don't assume the communication has been clear enough for everyone to understand the first time round. Repeat the same information in different ways and present it in different ways too, using a good mix of imagery and text. The standard best practice is 70% text 
and 30% graphics. Even when communicating using video or audio, ensure that the wording is as plain as possible. I love using unusual words, but the plain English guidance is usually a good rule of thumb. Thank you for listening to this episode of Engagement Express. Join me in two weeks' time where I'll be joined by Amrit Sandhar, founder of The Engagement Coach. Reach out to me and let me know what you think or if you'd like to work with me further at katerseeche at wheretolookcoms.co.uk or via LinkedIn at katerseeche. That's I-S-I-C-H-E-I. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. And remember, opportunities to engage are everywhere. You just need to know where to look.